Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Special Tuesday Makeup Edition. Um, as you have noticed, this episode is out on a Tuesday because um, an episode did not come out yesterday on Monday. An episode was recorded on Monday, um, but due to an error... It was not actually recorded. So, uh, I literally talked to myself for the entire drive to work for just myself. Um, so that's a unique experience that I have now had. Um, of all the episodes that I could have lost, that was probably an ideal one. I was not coming from a good place. Um, I was very frustrated, I was very petty, (laughs) um, I only thinly veiled, talked about a particular situation with a very specific friend of mine that it was not hard to figure out if you knew me. So, as the day progressed on Monday, I actually resolved that conflict, well, made progress in that conflict. It'll probably be a while until it's resolved, resolved. So a lot of the things that I had recorded wouldn't really remain true or valid as to how I was feeling. So it's, again, probably for the best. I suffer a lot from guilt. My main source of guilt when I was a kid was, you know, church. Oh man, I masturbated. Oh man. I, you know... It just, uh, You know. All those church things. I said a dirty word. God is watching and he's not happy. But even as I dropped religion for my life, the guilt remained. And um, it took, I mean, there was still time, for a while I would still remain guilty about things that the only reason I felt guilty of them was the church told me I was supposed to. Um, But like I've slowly kind of weaned the unnecessary guilt out of my life from the church but it's still it's guilty seems to be a default setting in my head I can use a particular and very recent example last night I went and saw Pacific Rim with my brother um it was I thoroughly enjoyed the movie Um, But I had trouble enjoying the movie, but it was not the movie's fault. When I got home from work, I found that my wife was suffering from a pretty large headache. And basically, I was going to be home long enough to eat and then leave. And then she would be stuck for another two hours with my overly energetic daughter and a headache and also I would be getting back after bedtime so I wouldn't be there to help for that 
so I asked her, would you like me to move my plans? Would you like me to try and see the movie another day? And it's important to note that my brother is very busy with work, so that isn't as a super simple thing, although it could be done. And she said, I don't care. And that leaves me in the position where I'd have to decide, do I want to go see a movie with my brother, someone I don't hang out with on a regular basis, and is at school a lot of the time, or do I want to cancel that plan and stay home and help my wife out? And some more backstory. Back when, back er, earlier, much earlier in Ace and I's relationship, she was on birth control, and as it turns out, birth control puts her in a state that where she is very emotionally unpredictable. And this, it got to the point where she decided that she could not be on birth control because of this. So I'm not just being a guy being like, bitch be crazy when she's on those pills, yo. This is, you know, it's it's established that it messes her up inside when she is on estrogen. So, I can remember two specific situations. Pretty much the biggest fights of our relationships have... have relationship, non-plural. Have been, both of them, when I went to see a movie without her. Now, the first one, the first time I went to see a movie without her... And it was a movie she wanted to see. So, she she was rightfully mad there. Granted, I would have preferred she had said, Hey, don't see that movie. I want to see it too. Instead of, like, not saying anything when I went to see the movie. Being like, I was like hey, I'm going to go see this movie with my friend. She's like, fine. And then when I get home from said movie, the the entire house being locked, and me having to find a way into the house. But uh, then again, I said, estrogen pills do things to her. And then we, you know, we fought it out. Which generally consists of me apologizing. Because, I mean, boiled down, I was in the wrong for seeing a movie that she wanted to see. But we, you know, we're, ad- we're adults and intelligent people. She was 
aware that, you know, maybe she should have said something. Again, an ancient fight that's been resolved long ago by two totally different people than we are now. Not too long later, maybe even in the same year, I saw another movie. And this time I thought I was in the clear. I was sure she didn't want to see it. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. She doesn't want to see it. I am good. And again, I get home. You know, it's dark. And my house is locked. And she knows that I can get into the house when it's locked, so it's more of a symbolic thing. And not only is the house locked, but she has locked herself in one of our uh, like extra rooms on the house. And that's where she has chosen to go to bed. And this time... It's because she had wanted to hang out that night, and I left. Which is, that's a valid emotion. It was an overreaction. And again, had she communicated that information up front, it would have been fine. I would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, movies are on for a while, it's fine. Again, those were two different people than we are now and our communication is much better but that didn't stop me from having a very and again if the worst fights of our relationships were over me seeing a movie um, I think that says better things for a relationship than worse if those are our biggest problems I think we'll be fine But this didn't stop because, you know, the human brain is set up to make associations. So I couldn't stop but associate movie by myself in trouble. Bad. So it was a few years before I saw a movie without Aislinn again. And it wasn't that I didn't want to see any movies. I was just... I didn't even ask. I was terrified. And she did not in any way say, you're not allowed to see movies by yourself. This is all me. So don't be, don't make assumptions about my wife. This is just me taking shortcuts. Me being like, you know what? To avoid any further conflict, I'm just done. I am, I'm done. So through... After, you know, several years, I decided I wanted to start seeing movies again. And, you know, through discussion, I determined that, you know, I would, you know, I, and Aislinn was like, yeah, you can see movies. But then when it would come to be time to go see said movie, I'd be sensing, like, I know when my wife is upset. 
I am often oblivious as to why. And I would not be able to figure out why on earth she would be she was upset. And what it was was, you know, I would be leaving during the few hours of family time I have in the day because I've only got so many hours of free time in a day and generally speaking it's all spent with my family hanging out with my daughter um, giving my wife some relief from watching my daughter so it got to a point where I would find a sitter so I could go see a movie and Aislinn would still not see the movie with me she'd stay home and do her own thing because she just needed time away from the kid which trust me that's you do when your job is watching the kid you need time off as well so that's kind of the climate that I've been in I can't see a movie on my own without feeling guilty I have my brain doesn't allow it I decided I really wanted to see Pacific Rim that was something that uh, I very much wanted to see in the theater. I knew that it was a big movie, like, and that to receive the full effect of the large monsters and robots, that I would, I should see it in the theater, in the movie theater. And then there's the added fact of my brother's in town. Um, I can see the movie for free with him. I checked with Aysen. She wasn't interested in seeing it. So I've got that covered. Um, we're low on money. I've got that covered with my brother. And like this isn't a checklist that Aysen has set for me. It's my brain. It's like, in order to not feel guilty, these are the criteria I need to meet. And then... I didn't find a sitter for my daughter because I, like, I, you know, I was like, hey, Isaac's free this evening. Is it cool with you if I see Pacific Rib? I'm not asking a some permission. I'm asking if it has any conflict for her. Like, if she'd be like, no, we're doing something. Or, no, I'd rather you do it at a time where I went. Like, basically giving her the opportunity to tell me if it would bother her. And she's like, fine, whatever. So, you know, I set the date. And I didn't bother to get a sitter for my daughter. Because I knew that we have basically moved to a system where my parents watch her every Tuesday night. Tuesday night, my parents watch my daughter. That's Aislinn's time to either relax and do nothing or run errands without her. That's mom and dad time. 
Tuesday night. So, over the weekend, Aislinn asked me what time Pacific Rim, what time we're seeing Pacific Rim. And I say 7.10, she's like, alright, good, you can come home and, you know, be there for dinner. And she goes, you're not going to see a later show? And I was like, well, no, you know, I didn't want to be out too late, and I didn't want to miss bedtime, me not realizing that the movie would be so long that I would miss bedtime with Morgan anyway. And she goes, well, you're probably going to miss bedtime, so basically you're just losing two hours with your daughter. And it was a very charged statement. It's a point of contention with my wife that I don't see my daughter that often. But it's not something that can be argued. Because if I saw my daughter more, she wouldn't be able to eat. Such is the life of a 26-year-old with a wife and child. And being the only source of income in the house. That can't change. But it's definitely something that bothers my wife, but she knows it's not something we can do anything about right now. And this is the point when she says this to me where I'm like, ah, shit. Because up until that point, I, you know, I didn't have any guilt about going to see a movie. I, I'm an adult. I should be allowed to want to see a movie. And I've been actively attempting to, you know, have more of a backbone. And not so much stand up to my wife, but, like, do things I want to do. And not be a pushover. And... You know, be a goddamned man. And if I want to see a movie, I should be allowed to see a movie. But now I'm doubting that. But I kind of I put it out of my mind, and it's not brought up again. So now we're to yesterday evening. And I think a lot of the bad mood that I've been in in the last day was just this, the guilt building. And then my, in my you know, instinctual urge to fight the guilt. The emotions of 
maybe I shouldn't see this movie. And no, you're allowed to see a fucking movie. No one has said that you're not allowed to see the movie. Don't stop yourself from doing the thing you want to do because someone might be upset even though they have not expressed that they are in any way. So I've got that inner conflict going all day. And that was the mindset that I was recording yesterday's episode that was lost in. And, um, yeah, it didn't... It was a... A very negative episode. And then... When I call Aislinn at the end of my workday... She she sounds ill. She sounds groggy. She's kind of speaking in that whisper talk, like the hello kind of thing. And I'm like, great. Just another layer to the onion. But then I'm also genuinely, this is the woman I love. What what what's going on? Are you okay? It turns out she's got a pretty, pretty bad headache. And, you know, the first thing I say... Do you want me to cancel my plans tonight? And she says, I don't know. I don't know. And I said, well, you think about it. I don't mind canceling my plans. I will be able to see the I'll most likely be able to see the movie with my brother sooner than later. So I drive home and I've got that on my mind. Well, shit. I don't have a sitter for my daughter. My wife is feeling sick. Am I a bad guy to see a movie at this point? And then again, I've got the voice like, you should be allowed to see a movie. You, you're you a goddamn adult. You never do anything on your own. You should be allowed to see a goddamn movie. And uh, that voice has become louder lately. Well, I don't know if I like that voice. A voice that's encouraging me to be selfish. But he's not wrong. I should be allowed to see a goddamn movie. But now we're building to the fact where I think I'm the bad guy in this story. But the greater point is... I always think I'm the bad guy in a story. But this story, I think I'm correct that I'm the bad guy. So I get home. My wife has cooked me dinner. She's cooked her and my daughter dinner. She's obviously in pain. My daughter's uh, playing Angry Birds on the couch on her iPad. 
and I say, you know, I, I come up, I give my wife a hug, I say, hey, how you feeling? Her response is, mm, mm. oh, as a completely coincid- coincidental occurrence, I get home and I'm locked out of the house. So, there's a bit of, I like, coincidental, ironic sense memory of, I'm already feeling guilty for seeing a movie I haven't seen yet. I come home, and I'm directly transported to the memories of the worst fights we've ever had. But it's not an uncommon occurrence for me to be locked out of my house... Because Aeson will often lock the doors when the ferrets are out so that someone doesn't accidentally let one out. So that's, it really didn't necessarily mean anything. And the genuine look of surprise when I came up from the basement from my wife told me that she did not purposefully lock me out of the house. So I, I hug my wife, I say, how you doing? She's like, eh. I was like, is there anything I can get you? Anything I can do for you? She says, no. Then I say, do you want me to cancel my plans? And at this point, more than anything... I want her to say, yes, Jeff, please cancel your plans. I would like you to stay home. Because she is making the decision for me. I want more than fucking anything for her to just be like, yes, I want you to stay home. And then I can be like, okay, awesome. I will stay home because my wife wants me to and I want to help her that's clean cut that is simple that is uncomplicated that is what I want but Aislinn because she's not a selfish dick is like I don't know I don't, like, she doesn't want to tell me to not go do this thing that I obviously want to do and rarely take time for myself. She knows that, not, like, nine times out of ten, I'm going to just stay home, watch the kiddo, so she can have free time. She knows that I never take free time for myself. But she's also feeling sick, so she's conflicted. And she says, you decide. And I say, fuck. So now it is entirely on me. I have to decide what's a higher priority. wife feeling having a headache and my daughter is particularly energetic and defiant this evening so 
I know that she's not going to have an easy, easy time. It's not like I left her with a kid napping or anything. And it becomes... Just an uncomfortable debate in my head of like... Well, you, you should provide for your family. You should... You know, your wife is feeling sick. You can see this movie another time. And the other voice being like, she doesn't care if you don't, if you go. She said it's up to you. And you want to go. You never take time for yourself. Allow yourself to do this. It's fine. She's watched your daughter with a headache before. It's fine. And that voice is also being like, you don't know if you will get to do the, to see this again. Because your brother's schedule is uh, tough to predict. And you don't know if you two will have free time. Uh, that coincides again. And you, ne- you rarely hang out with just you and your brother. Almost never. It's kind of a tradition that you and your brother see movies when he's home on break. This is, you know, this is a thing. You're allowed to want to do this. You're allowed to do this. And I just want my wife to say, Jeff, stay home, please. I want her to make my decision for me. Shortly before I left to see the movie, I asked her, Aislinn, do you want me to stay? And her response was, I don't care. It doesn't answer any questions. But I decide to cave to the selfish voice. And that voice is saying, well, if she doesn't care, then she doesn't care. She does not care if I go. That, there we go. Hold her to the words she said. And the fact that I had to rationalize leaving at all makes me feel that I made the wrong decision. You know, I said, I love you. I will see you when I get home. She says, yeah. And I go to leave, and my daughter, being ever my shadow, follows me out. And I say, no, honey, I'm going to go hang out with your uncle. I'll see you later. And I carry her back to the room my wife is in. And she says... Don't worry, sweetie. You'll see your dad tomorrow night. And that's the truth. Uh, I won't see my daughter because I'm coming home from this movie after she goes to bed. I'm leaving for work before she wakes up. And then when I get home from work, she will have gone to my parents. So 
it was going to be more than a 24-hour period before I saw my daughter again. And then, so the last thing I, and like, she, my wife isn't even talking to me. It's, I hear it as I'm leaving. Don't worry. You'll see your daddy tomorrow night. And she didn't have any stink on the sentence. She wasn't, in my knowledge, being manipulative in any way. She was stating a fact to my daughter. But it ate at me. I sat down in my car. And I nearly called my brother and was like, Hey, we're going to do this another time. But I didn't. The voice was shouting at me. No! You are allowed to do this! You are allowed to want to see a movie! She said she didn't care. You will see your daughter in the future. You're not walking out of her life. You're seeing a movie. It's simple. Don't make it complicated. So I turn the key in the car and I leave. And I consider turning around two or three times. in the uh, on the way to the movie theater and it's a short trip 10 minutes tops and I park and I consider turning around there I consider turning my car back on and leaving but no the voice in my head is like you're allowed to do this you're allowed to take one evening and see a movie. This is allowed. And that voice is always there. The voice that tells me I'm allowed to want things. I'm allowed to be selfish. But the thing is, it's often easier to ignore. It's easier to be like, no voice in my head that tells me to be selfish. I've got responsibilities. I, I can't listen to you. I don't have time for you. You go away. But the longer period of time between times that I listen and cave into my selfish voice, the louder it gets. And the rarity of the occasion, say, doing something with my brother, which I never do, and the limited, and the fact that I may not actually be able to reschedule. Like, it's likely that I can, but it's not 100%. Makes the voice louder. So the voice in my head that says that I'm allowed to see a movie was deafening. And I was unable to combat it. 
and so I enjoyed the movie quite a bit but I couldn't fully enjoy it the entire time a little part of my head was back at the house wondering is my daughter giving my wife trouble is her headache worse I should be there I should be helping my family and family comes first is always my mantra but my brother is family too Pacific Rim was the first time I experienced the phenomenon of the parent reaction. Um, I don't know if it has an official term, but I know that uh, people have spoke of it, and I honestly thought it was BS until last night. There's a scene in the movie where a young girl maybe a year or two older than my daughter, is lost and alone in a destroyed city and crying. And kudos to the actress, actor, I'm not sure what's the preferred term, who portrayed the little girl because that little girl was genuinely crying. Like, that was some rough shit. And, like, I had an instant reaction of holy shit I have to protect her whole like and then it wasn't her it was it was my daughter in my head it was my daughter crying and lost in a destroyed city and there was a giant monster once the giant monster came on screen the the gut feeling kind of lessened to be perfectly honest but, and I mean, this this girl looked nothing like my daughter. She was like a five-year-old Asian girl, not a three-year-old blonde-haired, blue-eyed, little Aryan daughter that I have. And, but still. And I'm sure the fact that I was feeling guilty for not being with my daughter didn't, it, it helped facilitate this reaction. So the movie ends a full 20 minutes later than I expected. But, you know, I didn't factor in ads or uh, trailers for, you know, in my running time. So that was my own damn fault. And I never do. Oh, no. A selective amnesia, I guess. But... I
the movie's over. And I'm leaving, I'm talking to my brother. I want to stay and chat about the movie. You know, that's one of the best parts of a movie. But I'm like, no, I have got to get home. It is fully 20 minutes later than I expected it to be. I'm going to be getting home like 30 or so minutes later than I said I would. I, you know, I gotta fly. And on my way out, actually, there are two friends in line to see another movie. And I run past them. I'm like, hey, gotta go, guys. I recognize that I see you, but no time. And of course I would have liked to stay and chat with them. That's just human nature. But... The voice, the selfish voice in my head is a very lizard brain function. It's a very animalistic function. It's a, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But like, but like when you've got a, when you are massively horny for no reason, and then you masturbate and the feeling is instantly gone, and then you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't have any guilt over masturbation anymore, but you're just like, where on earth did that urge come from? The ending credits of Pacific Rim was a very similar experience to me. It was like, I should have stayed home. What the fuck, dude? You could have done this any time. Or seen it on Netflix later. So yes, it was a better experience in the movie theater, but it's still, you, you would have enjoyed it. What the fuck, dude? You've got one job. And that's to be dad. That's to be husband. And you didn't do it tonight. Get home. So that's... That's the voice that replaced the... Dude, bro. You're allowed to see a movie. It was the... What the fuck did you do? Get home now. I get in my car and I realize that I am dangerously low on gas. So I have to get gas. Text my wife, hey, do you want anything from Sheets? Um, we have a fancy pants iPhone, so I can tell if she's read the message. She did not. So I know that she's probably gone to bed. And I'm just like, shit, 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 shit. She is completely justified in the argument I'm expecting to have. And I get home, it's pouring, rain, not helping. I get to the front door, and it's unlocked. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I put my stuff down, um, and I'm like, oh, alright, okay. I go upstairs, um, my wife is in... My wife is in bed. Um, she's watching Futurama. And she, I, she still has her glasses on, so I know she's awake. And I'm like, hey. And she's she's obviously still in pain from her headache and groggy from being very sleepy. She's like, hey. And I detect no malice in her voice. She doesn't seem angry at me at all. 
and I can tell when she is. Like, like I said, I don't often know why she's mad at me, but I can definitely be sure when she is and isn't. And she doesn't appear to be mad at me in any way. And then I'm left in this place where I still feel guilty for seeing the movie. But I don't think my... Because, I mean, like I said, when we fought over me seeing a movie those times, we were different people. And my wife... Like, I love my wife very much. And I feel that I made a selfish decision and shouldn't have done... Shouldn't have seen the movie. But I don't think she holds it against me in any way. And now I'm at this place where I feel bad, but now no one's going to punish me. And I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. You know? Anyway. Um. Yeah. This has been Jeff in Motion. Special makeup edition. Hopefully, I'm cheerful on Friday. We'll see, right?